Welcome back to Pathways to Resilience. This is Melissa Santos from Community Solutions. I appreciate you tuning back in. With us here today is Sylvia Gianelli. She is an immigrant to the U.S. from Nicaragua. She lives a rich everyday life and honors the shadows that her life experiences have created while choosing to live in the light, which I just loved when I first met her and I can't wait for you to get, get a piece of. She is resilient by purpose and practice and is here today to share a little about her journey. Welcome, Sylvia. Oh, so sweet. Thank you, Melissa, so much for having me here today. I'm really excited. I am too. Um, so, Sylvia, let's start with you telling us a little bit about yourself. Awesome. Yes. Uh, well, so um, a little bit more about me in relation to the topics we're going to talk about today and the topic of the podcast. Um, I was born in Nicaragua. Uh, my mom is Salvadorian. My dad is from Nicaragua. I lived in Nicaragua until I was about age 15. Uh, from there, I migrated with my parents to the U.S. to actually reunite with my older brother and really a family who all supported us to um, our move here to the U.S. Mm. Um, so, yeah, that's that's kind of like in my heart, you know, where I come from in my yes. roots. Yes. Um, so a little bit more now um, about my background, which will bridge a little bit as we as we go into the conversation. I'm sorry. Um, so some of you might know that Nicaragua went through a civil war in the 80s. So um, many of my childhood and formative years were actually against the backdrop of really, really horrible um, civil unrest, um, mm. a lot of threats to physical safety, um, and really a lot of dynamics that influence a really just the way that I grew up, mm -hmm. especially through about age uh, eight or nine years old. Um, closer to home, I was also living in a household with an alcoholic parent, and the majority of my childhood, therefore, was heavily molded um, by the role that I had to take within my immediate family, mm. you know, as a young child having to grow up pretty quickly. Mm. So, um, you know, related to the topic we're talking about today, I want to go a little bit deeper on how so many of these traumatic moments um, in my life actually created lasting imprints. Mm -hmm. um, both in my body and my mind. Really, a lot of this, um, these moments really shaped a lot in condition my thoughts and my feelings and really how I physically and mentally ended up learning to cope and react um, to certain situations and circumstances. So, you know, for me, the thoughts and the feelings um, in ways that I know to react to the circumstances and what I lived through are what I call my shadows. Yeah. Um, you know, and so may, uh, many of them are really post-traumatic stress mm -hmm. responses. Mm -hmm. I actually want to, I, I do want to reflect on what you just said, Sylvia, because in our, in our field, and certainly now much more broadly, I mean, now, you know, Oprah has a book about it. We talk about trauma informed, being trauma informed. We talk about um, how, the body, and as you said, it's mentally, physically, spiritually, sociology, you know, sociologically, gets imprinted by those early experiences. And you just said so beautifully, just describing it in, you know, sort of non-mental health terms, yeah. that your body, mind, spirit is learning how to cope how to survive in the world. And that world, as you just described, can be 
your larger community. And for you, that was war-torn um, or and the smaller community within your household and yeah. your family. And this isn't only about when we talk about those things, it's not just about making sure young children have thriving communities and families. It's also how adults don't have to go through the the figuring out of the shadows um, or can yeah. do that less because it impacts us lifelong. And I'm curious before you, and maybe this is where you were going to go next, but I think this is actually where I was going. Yeah. Honoring those shadows, how you honor them. How do you, how did you even know they were shadows and not just the way that's how life is, right? Let me actually, um, as I, I'll share with you about the honoring of the shadows, but you know, these behaviors and thoughts and feelings and these reactions, these patterns, right, that created through those traumatic moments without conscious reflection or really an ability as a child to know how to reframe. Mm-hmm. For me, they became well-established patterns, like mm-hmm. you're saying, you know, a little bit ago you shared, um, whether it's good or bad or it doesn't matter, but they just became imprints. Yep. Right. And so as an adult, navigating life chapters really brought a lot of goodness and challenges at this thing, you know, over time. And then I leaned on those behaviors that I learned as a child, again, whether they were good or bad. But what what happened for me is, is that I then I developed health issues mm. and these health issues added new imprints because of the physical pain that I was then going through as an adult creating even more trauma within my body, Mm. you know? And so the feelings of fear that I had created as a child, Mm. that whether were real or not, but they were part of where I started, they really, in that feeling of uncertainty when you're living through a civil war, not knowing that, you know, I I was living under a table for a period of Mm. three months or so with my parents, not knowing we were going to get bombarded or we were going to live or die the next day. And then as an adult, going through health issues and the health issues when you're in severe pain and, you know, you're going through, you know, I developed colon disease. Then I ended up, um, you know, going through a really horrible bout of meningitis, which, you know, I never had heard about meningitis in my life until yeah. actually I went through it. And it's very, very painful. Then later in life, um, you know, uh, going through breast cancer mm-hmm. and then on and off, I actually do have Bell's palsy that comes and goes where I'm going through really stressful moments of my life. Mm. And so, you know, I'm not the only one. I'm not right. some special, some special jewel. There's, you know, so many of us, I have so many close friends, family that actually have gone and have experienced really these painful moments that have caused trauma in their lives. And so in, in, in these imprints, right? Um, so, you know, these are things that actually create these perceived beliefs and triggers. Mm-hmm. certain visceral reactions that sometime in our everyday life we then react to you know again either whether it's physically to either a sound to a smell to an environmental mm-hmm. circumstance and you might not be you might be in a very happy moment maybe you think but it's something very subtle would actually trigger yep and actually that's so going back to the question that you were asking me right about you know, honoring the shadows or actually noticing them. Um, maybe I'll pause there for one second. Yeah. Cause I, well, th- 
Thank you. I mean, you're, you're speaking again, you're saying so beautifully what I do a lot of teaching on and certainly I'm so passionate about, which is a couple of things. One, we know from the ACE study and lots of brain science now, what we didn't know before, which is that early childhood trauma doesn't only show up later in life through maybe a mental health or you know, emotional challenges, but physical challenges. There's a tie to early childhood trauma and cancer, a tie to early childhood trauma and heart disease. Um, and it's incredibly common. That was part of what the Kaiser's study did for us was it was it was like you know 65% of people had at least one traumatic event in their childhood and and that's a lot of that's all that's a high number given that was that would have long term impact and so although i do think that you are you sh- absolutely shine like a like a special jewel but that this idea that it isn't that it's so common but often not talked about and i think that's what I realized thinking back to our initial conversation, and even as you're talking now, that oftentimes it's like we're fish in water, especially if our parents and the generations before us, they didn't have the words or the knowledge or the ability to talk about how they were impacting them. And so when trauma teaches us living under a table for three months or living with an abusive person or just feeling unsafe, we learn really young, our brains learn our nervous systems learn at a really young age, the world's not safe. Well, and what and is that, is, right? Yeah. This this is where, you know, I wanted to share a little bit more, right? Because part of the backdrop here for me, um, I want to speak for myself, right? Because we each have our own, our own story and yes. it's very valid for each one of us is these shadows had manifested for me over the years, uh, but I actually mastered ways of coping and really mm. internalized mm. feelings. So the shadows or those experiences were actually for me for many, many years, I actually internalized them. And I really not, I just didn't know that I was actually maybe causing myself more, more harm, mm. right? Not intentional harm, mm-hmm. but just, you know, I, I was living at the 30,000 foot level and not mm-hmm. really grounded in really Sylvia and how did Sylvia really feel or how I actually wanted to to do or not do. So I learned to put on an armor and I learned how to show up, Melissa. I Mm. truly did. Mm -hmm. And I, you know, and I say this maybe with a little emotion because I know that is a double edge, but I do consider it a superpower of mine because I, I honor truly my background. I adore my parents. I adore my family. I honor and truly love my roots. Mm-hmm. Um, but I know that there are a lot of over the years con- was a contribution, right, for me to ended up learning uh, to, you know, have the strength and the courage to know how to show up no matter what. Mm-hmm. And it has served me well in other ways. So, mm-hmm. and I think that these are, this is the thing about now shadows and living in the light, right? Mm-hmm. So, um, so, and it wasn't until I really started living in my body, um, you know, that I really learned to experience my own feelings and really honor my own thoughts, my honest thoughts, the thoughts that are Sylvia's thoughts, not the ones that were tainted or informed by the imprints of the past. Yeah. Um, and so then that's when I started really starting to notice what uh, the, the shadows are, right? What the shadows of my life. And uh, it wasn't sadly until I really had 
my physical pain of the health issues that I encountered, you know, and it's kind of cliche. A lot of people go say, well, my God, it wasn't until I, something happened like this right. that I realized, which is, which is like, okay, well, let's not, let's not wait, right? Let's, let's be in tune with our bodies and with ourselves and honor us, regardless, whether we have shadows or not, but we all, I think, have some shadows. I think so too. <laughs> uh, but, uh, but really just, um, you know, for me, it wasn't until I went through that, that I, was able to also start getting grounded within mm-hmm. myself mm-hmm. and also uh, to learn what they were, what the triggers actually, uh, what were the triggers that would actually make me feel a certain way, made me react a certain way. And so I then I began to actually honestly practice into choosing in the light. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, that is actually, um, you know, it didn't happen overnight, but it's what I, what I, what I try to do every day. How did you, well, one, one, I want to note this idea of armor, I think is a really powerful analogy um, and this superpower, right? That sometimes, sometimes coping mechanisms may look, and you were saying good or bad. I, I, you know, I think they all just are those words. I struggle with those words. Um, but sometimes uh, our coping strategies may be things that from the outside people would say, oh, we're worried about her, right? If I was drinking or using drugs or just doing self-harm or some of those things that on outward people would say, oh gosh, other times coping strategies are things that get rewarded, like being at the top of our class, or as you said, I, I wish I can show up and I can, I can show up and I can perform and I, and, and that gets that gets rewarded. And so that inner child in us is going, oh, wow, not only can I do this. And as you said, at 30,000 feet, I'm getting positive rewards from it, but it's at 30,000 feet and those shadows are still there and, and they're going to, you know, ignoring them creeps up in some way. So just that important piece of sometimes we may be feeling like we're good. We're totally good. Look at all that we're achieving or doing, but are we achieving through the voice of ourselves. I love how you said that. Were they Sylvia's thoughts or are they what our ego, our inner child, you know, whatever those others, are they what, what society is looking to us to do that we're checking those boxes. And so how beautiful that you were able to tap into that because first it's the awareness of it. Um, And how do you think noticing these patterns gave you and continues to give you the opportunity for choice. You talked a lot about choice I do, um, and change the kind yeah. of change you want for yourself. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, it actually is over the only the last decade, you know, I'm actually turning 52 this year. So I, I feel young. Um, mm-hmm. And even though I've had through what I've gone through, I had just have a beautiful look, outlook in life, but it really has taken a lot of deep work. Uh, really the combination of a lot of talk therapy um, and then also self-help help education. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, you know, I think for me, and this is, comes the word again, is the choosing. Choosing for myself the environments that can contribute to my healing. Yeah, I really do believe that um, it is important that we uh, take responsibility again for ourselves. And, and this has been, again, one of the things that I've, I've truly invested in is to um, just to do that, right? It's like, I do think that my shadows have truly been responsible for me living in this constant fight or flight mode. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, And really, that's really what then contributed to my health issues. And since that was my wake up call, you know, I do notice the patterns, you know, for me, they show up as fear of loss, 
I have a fear of failure. Uh, and so you probably look at me like right now, I know this is a podcast, but we uh, we're looking at each other and the cameras, we're doing the interview. And I, I, you know, just tapping into what you were saying, you know, like society really rewards sometimes also what people see in the outside. And um, you probably see me as a very happy lady because I am show up mm -hmm. very happy, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, I Luckily today, this is genuine happiness, right? Yeah. Because yeah. It, is, it is actually what's coming through. But, you know, there is a very deep sense of inadequacy and anxiety that prompts really self-limiting thoughts. Mm -hmm. You know, our mind is so powerful. It's and so, so self-limiting thoughts can have such an influence really for how then they show up and how we, you know, what we do with our lives. Exactly. Um, yeah. So, so anyway, these are um, the shadows for me, many, for me years showed up in an inexplicable way. So it wasn't as I started doing that work um, of really looking deep within uh, that actually helped me to really figure out, okay, then how do, what, what, what do I do? What do I do? And, and, and it's, it's been a journey really for mm -hmm. the last, the last year not the last year, the last decade. Sorry. Mm -hmm. That's okay. And it continues, um, right? <laughs> oh, it continues. You know, yeah. I could be um, at an outdoor festival and there might be drums. I don't react well to drums. Mm -hmm. um, I can be in a beautiful setting and maybe hear fighter jets and I could literally start meltdown. Yeah. I could be driving down the road um, in my car with the most beautiful music. And if I hear an ambulance drive by, I truly, and this is not for Sylvia, this is Sylvia uh, being triggered by probably what I went through in my childhood. And I, I will immediately go, go to the sense of sorrow and loss within my heart yes, yes. because of how much loss I saw as a kid in, in loved ones and for people I didn't even know wounded, you know, blankets of people burned in bodies mm, in, a, mm -hmm. in a plaza and, and you just their feelings that again, I can feel this as I stop with you, I can feel my heart shrinks. Yeah. But in, but a desiring of an ambulance will actually trigger that feeling within me. It's, you know, it's well, they're all these pieces of us and they all, you know, as you said, and we, we talked, there's lots of different schools of thought that talk about this, but I had a guest on from that, that of conscious leadership and they talk about our different personas and even those personas that maybe don't serve us a lot of the time or that we're born from our shadows, they serve us some of the time. And so whether, yeah, a siren, that siren is that inner child that says, hang on, I'm, I'm pushing off a little cortisol because are we safe? Because that's reminding me that maybe we're not safe. And then there's, okay, how do we honor that? Notice that, um, and then we, you know, get to a place where we're able to tell ourselves that we, yes, we are in fact safe if we are, but it is our, and it's just this innate beyond human, but just human need for, to survive. And that doesn't go away. Yeah. I, I, you know, for me, um, one of the things that I, it's been very helpful in to help me navigate is to actually when I feel the feeling is to sit with the feeling yes. and to actually understand the source of the feeling. And also, I don't know, maybe somebody is uh, being helped and they actually will be fine because we do have, you know, the opportunity to have paramedics. We have first responders. We have all these people that are actually out there helping people and it doesn't have to result in something fatal, yeah. you know? So, so one of the things that has been helpful for me is um, understanding maybe is this Sylvia, where is it coming from? 
is it real? Uh, trying to name it and really honor it. I oftentimes will have a moment of silence if there's somebody potentially dying and if I can just send them good vibes and good Mm -hmm. thoughts. That is actually a very giving giving thing that I feel like I believe in. And so Mm -hmm. those good vibes and good thoughts could go to that person who maybe is in distress. Um, And so that reframing and making sure that I'm realigning in the moment to also the way I want, I, I'm wanting to live my life is actually for me a practice. And it could happen in a moment that is under a minute, right? Where mm-hmm. I have get the feeling I I don't fight it, right? So for years, I just moved on. Mm-hmm. You know, if I felt a tear coming up, I just swallowed it and I just kept going. And now I give myself the opportunity to sit with it because I know that then I will be able, and, and you know what, sometimes it's okay if it turns into days, because the yes. minute could turn into days, yes. but it's very valid to have the feeling and to honor it, to name it, and then to be able to decide what to do with it. Yes. To feel that um, feeling, to honor, so important because the the moving on from it, or what I would say is the withholding of it and the pushing of it, that's that's the, that's literally the toxicity of it within our bodies. It is. It is what is the poison that actually ends up making us sick. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and mm-hmm. in some cases is it's our own doing. It's mm-hmm. not because there's a true, a true valid reason for, for making it happen. So um, I think, you know, for me really having uh, the power to challenge the feeling um, after I've named it, um, and and then also looking within myself if something is in alignment or not with with my life and how I'm choosing to leave it. Mm. So um, yeah, all of this has not happened overnight. You know, it's it's taken. And I will say that I'll, I and I hope honestly, actually, Melissa, that I am in my old age, old old age, because I'm so young right now. You are, <laughs> and that I'm uh, and that I'm able to continue to grow because this is what's going to enrich and make me just have a really beautiful and rich life. It it's so it's so tied to well being, right? Mental, physical, emotional wellness is all is all so tied together, and it's why as I look at you and we look at each other right now, and I do see the joy, it, it feels authentic, right? You were saying like, it's, it's real. It feels as though it's coming from within and not mm-hmm. covering up something that's from within and the freedom in that I have very, a, a similar, I don't, my trauma is different, um, but a similar even up till the past year experience of really doing somatic work and going, when, you know, when I fit, when I feel that pit in my stomach, I always knew there was a pit in my stomach. Mm-hmm. I got anxious. I have similar sort of rejection, not, not, um, not achieving, not being good enough. So I always knew the pit was there and I felt like I had mastered it, but really I wasn't saying to it, I hear you and thank you. Right. Because there's that also that part of us that we need, because if we are in danger, we want that shadow to go get out. (laughs) You know, we don't want to squelch it, but we want to challenge it. I love that. And that moment of choice to say, okay, I, I get that you're trying to tell me something here, but is there really anything real to be afraid of? Is rejection actually happening? Or am I at a place of choice of whether to decide whether a relationship, a decision, a job, um, is an alignment with the, with the life I want to be living or not. It's like, where's that feeling coming from and, and taking and I, that time. I, I, I think that there's a difference between 
honoring the past, honoring the shadows versus being a victim of the past. Yes. And I think that, you know, I think that you can actually honor and feel rich from where you come from and the experiences that you've had. Uh, they contribute to a lot of lightness in our life mm-hmm. because without them, we wouldn't have the lightness. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that is how we, what we do with them, right? And not necessarily sitting in a, in a victim, in a place of being a victim by, by them. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's so important. And in order to do that, people like us have to have these conversations because oftentimes it's that people, because there's so much shame and stigma and, um, judgment and assumption and that people don't even realize that they can like talk about it, that, th- that, that healing or hope or happiness or wellness is even possible for them. Right. Yeah. And I, again, going back to the choices, yeah. Melissa, so I, I, I do have like a few things that I practice and are part of that practice. Yes. Tell us. And choosing is um, I truly, truly live with a a true optimism about what's all around me because there's so much that my shadows bring me down or want to taint. Um, I actually, I'm naturally a glass half full person, Uh but I have become even more to truly not to go into the negative and really assume good intentions. That's Mm. really part of living the everyday life. And when, especially as I encounter, you know, um, stressful moments with other human beings, which mm-hmm. who are other probably human beings who have their own journey and their own life. That's right. Um, also practicing gratefulness, right, for what I have and for what I'm being able to to experience again in my life. Not so much for what I'm able to achieve, but able to experience because all of those new experiences are giving me a new opportunity to create new memories. Mm-hmm. And those are new imprints. Mm-hmm. Um, I also try to look at life more pragmatically, you know, because it's life and it's full of a lot of uncertainty. And so without getting myself too caught up, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm, I, one of my favorite things is the calendar. Mm. I love planning, but mm-hmm. I also realize that planning for me is a way of controlling mm. um, and trying to create some certainty. So trying to also be a little bit more pragmatic about my viewpoint on things and practice that more is very important. Um, And then the last three things, which I think for me are super important is I celebrate, I celebrate, I celebrate every day. Mm -hmm. I celebrate and I'm so grateful with, you know, in my celebration. So I celebrate people, I celebrate moments. um, And even the small and the big things I think are to be celebrated. I love Um, that. And then really live life with a lot of fairness and love. Mm. because, um, you know, I think that fairness is, um, I don't know, I, it's one of the things that I really, for me, it's important. And I think if we have more fairness with each other um, and assume good intentions with each other and uh, come in with, again, you know, like a place of looking for love and, and goodness within with people, then we foster it more and we get more out of in this world of, of living a, a peace, more peaceful existence. Yeah, and we're teaching those shadows that the the world it there is love in the world. It's not all. We don't have to be afraid of 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 everything. And and the more we can, yeah, the more we can experience, and the more we look for it, the more we see it. Right? Yeah, we yeah. we find what we look for, and it, goes, also, it goes back to finding those um, people and circumstances and places in life where we can nurture more of it. Yes, yes. I really also loved how you you spoke a few times about, about how 
you love your family, you love, you, you love your, you know, the, the past and that you have so much appreciation and honoring of all of that. And that, that these shadows are what make the light. We wouldn't, we wouldn't see or have the light without them. And so I think there's also a way to say, I don't condone it. I don't, I'm not okay with the violence or the unfairness or the racism or the whatever that I experienced. However, you know, and I think sometimes it's hard for people to hear the difference, but I can say it happened and I'm going to honor that it happened for me. And I'm going to, because by not honoring it is like trying to pretend it didn't happen. And it did, it was, it's part of my journey. So, 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 okay. That part of my journey, what do I want to learn and take from you? And what don't I, you know, Mm -hmm. what do I want to shift? Um, yeah, and this and in this one life, you know, what are what what paths do what new paths do I want to create? Right. And you know, I do have children and I want to be able to, you know, I think that the richest, you know, legacy I can live is to just for me to be my best self. Mm-hmm. And to show them, right? How to well, be there. That's that's what yeah. it is, right? Yep. Is is yep. by me by me being my best self. I can be good to myself and be good to them and, and be good in our world that we live together. So maybe as a sliver of it, whether even if it's just one little tiny bit, right? If you can influence to also for, for their well-being, then it's a wonderful thing. It is. And it, that's what that's another way to shift generational patterns. And when we mm-hmm. say those things, again, it doesn't mean that we need to vilify. Not at all. The, 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 you know, each generation does what the best they can with what they have. And now we have these conversations um, that so that hopefully, you know, I told you at a 15 year old, I'm using her mic- microphone, that yeah. she's able to, to see some things differently, that she's able to talk about her feelings, that she's aware of, of the, her shadow, her shadows, because she's going to have them no matter how much I may try to protect her from them, that she knows that she can set boundaries with people um, and that she's empowered in that way to hopefully you know, make it a little better for each generation that comes. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I would not be here or have the courage that I have if it wasn't for my, my mom and dad. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They're my rocks. Sylvia, I, I could talk to you all day. Um, what, but let me ask you that this question I ask all my, my guests at the end of the episode, um, what is resilience from your perspective? Oh my goodness. Well, uh, Melissa, so, you know, I, 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 after you and I met the first time and then I, you know, we talked a little bit about maybe what we were going to talk in the podcast. I, I, I did a lot of thinking about this. So, you know, my, my thought personally is I actually find uh, the term these days being overused. Mm. And honestly, I feel like it minimizes the importance um, for those who have lived really life or death situations mm-hmm. We're really finding resilience within each one, each of these people, each of us, of the people, anybody, you know, really could make a difference to really be able to find um, purpose in life and and really be able to live a good life. So for me personally, I find that really in what we've talked about today, resilience for me really has been in in some ways detrimental Mm. to living really a healthy, authentic Mm. life. Mm. Um, you know, having lived through this um, in fight or flight mode for so many years, what it did is that it equipped me with that coping armor uh, that I master avoidance in the art on, of moving on for so many years. So what showed up as great resilience is really has often been a well-mastered avoidance pattern that 
showstopping. You you touched on this a little bit ago, you know, when when as you and I were having this conversation. So, you know, um, so for me, well, I do believe that resilience is a good thing on principle. I don't believe that um, for myself that I must always be resilient and strong. Mm-hmm. I think that what's most important for me is to live uh, in a healthy body and healthy mind existence. Um, even if my choices don't add up to other people, you know, living an authentic life with courage is a lot more important for me than being called resilient, right? Okay. Yeah. And yeah. so, yeah, I mean, that's, I don't know. That's, that's no, just- I love that. I, this is why I asked the question because I think it's so important. So, not only important, but just powerful. And to hear like that for you, the, you were hitting the, external resiliency markers. If we were looking, oh, look at how Sylvia bounced back. Look at what she's been able to achieve in, in, in lieu of what she's experienced, but it wasn't authentic. But when you said it earlier too, Melissa, I actually got goosebumps and I feel, you know, I, I, I have a little choked up as you say it, because it truly, I think has been the source, right? I, I have showed up for so many years and and I'm proud of it. Yes, I, I, of I have done just fine and wonderful in my life and very proud of me. But, but Sylvia here, sitting here, has gone through a lot of pain mm-hmm. and can feel still the pain. You know, I understand that, that it doesn't need to keep maybe, I mean, I guess I have new, I have new practices, right? That yeah, I but it doesn't make it, can, yeah, but it's still there. Box, right? But, yeah. but no, don't judge me by, because of the way I look in the outside. And it also doesn't mean that I have to walk around. In fact, it's very important for me to introduce myself as Sylvia. I'm Sylvia. I am a person named Sylvia. I don't need to introduce myself as Sylvia from Nicaragua or Sylvia who lived through a war or Sylvia who's a breast cancer survivor. No, I don't need to live with all those things. But also, am I resilient? Yeah, probably. Yeah. I mean, if you look at the definition of it, I yes, I am resilient. And it's great. It's do, done, done really great purpose for me in many other ways, passes of my life. But really, at the end of the day, I want to just live a rich life. Yeah. I don't want to just be labeled Sylvia. I'm resilient. Yeah. And I, it's I Sylvia who is living a really wonderful, joyous yes. existence. Yes. Who happens to understand. And yes, I I am practicing resilience, but more in a genuine way yeah. that it's aligned to my true self. So it's such an important message. And I I don't I, I didn't say it earlier, but also the importance to say and the and the bravery. It's a different kind of strength. And I, I'm I'm struggling with the word because I don't I, I don't want to label it, but this idea that outside in you were meeting you were meeting res- the definition of resiliency and those resiliency markers but really that they were in armor and it's you know there are times when we we want to we want to intentionally put that armor on and not feel like it's a straitjacket we're stuck in Correct. Um, right and and it sounds like from what you're telling me it, it was more like this this armored straitjacket that you were just going like and and but also just really and I'm sure you've done this for yourself, but the, the bravery and the vulnerability it takes to take that off, especially when you've been, when you've been getting accolades for it, right. When you've been getting, the world's been saying, look how strong you are. It's like, "Ah." 
Um, but underneath there needs so much healing. Um, and this, and the fear of that's so real for people to, I hope feel seen to say, gosh, that's, that's damn scary to take that off and to really get inside, to see what's going on with, yeah, with the, Sylvia. The, the, the biggest gift, um, from people around me that they, you know, could ever give me is to actually see me for me. Yeah. Because I am, I am, I, I, yes, I mean, if you physically see me, I think I'm a nice looking lady, you know? You, you definitely know, are. Fun. Yeah. Yeah. But, but, but really like, I just, I, I love those friends of mine and, you know, I have a small group of friends because I intentionally decide how I, you know, who I bring into mm-hmm. my sphere. Um, and those who see me, and that see me through and through, oh my God, it's like, it's like the best gift ever that one could receive. Absolutely. They see you and that little, those inner shadows go, oh my gosh, they're seeing all of us and they see us and they love us and they accept us and all that other crap that we were using that we thought was what was going to get us safety, love and acceptance. They could give, they don't really care about (laughs) and can call us when we get too stuck. Call it, call us on it. If we get too stuck on it. Yeah. I love that. Anything else you were hoping to tell us today? No, I, I, I really, really love this conversation. You know, I, I do have a pretty rich, um, pretty rich life. And, and, you know, I think this is one little sliver that we were able to talk about, but I really hope that you know, anybody who's listening that it actually, uh, this, this little sliver of my life and journey that I've shared, um, helps, um, and, and somehow, you know, brings a little, a little richness or a little triggers, a little curiosity for maybe how to look what you're going through differently. Um, and, and those shadows in your lives. I'm sure that it will. And I so appreciate that our crawl, our, our paths crossed and we got to have this conversation today. Thanks so much for joining me, Sylvia. Thank you, Melissa, so much. Pathways to Resilience is brought to you by Community Solutions, a nonprofit organization in Santa Clara County, California. To learn more about our services and our CS Learning Training Institute, visit us at www.communitysolutions.org. Thanks for listening. And if you liked us, please feel free to subscribe or give us a review. Yeah.